listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast, where you'll discover some of the best and most creative ways to provide for your family and get started on your journey to entrepreneurship. No crazy get-rich-quick schemes. No living in a van down by the river with your family while you build your business. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. Now, get ready for the Online Empire Academy podcast. What's up, Online Empire Academy? I'm Joshua Woodward, your host, and I'm really excited to be here. We have a fun guest, and I know I say this all the time, but really, I'm excited about this because it's a kind of an off-the-wall product. It's uh, it's Danielle from Outlaw Soaps. So how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm good. So she got in touch with us, and... I, I started looking through their just their products and what they do and thought it was super fun. I've heard of make people making soap before, but this is totally different and, and just a super <laughs> cool take on the whole private labeling industry and having your own product and being um, you know the brand ambassador of your product. So I wanted to have her on just to even talk about her soap, but more than that, just to talk about the journey that uh, that she took to get where she's at today. So tell us your story. Well, it's, um, you know, it's been a long journey. We've been about around for about three years and um, just getting up on our fourth year. And I used to work in the corporate world. I actually used to work for Oprah and uh, I was a digital product manager and um, we never made soap before we decided to have a business making soap. I mean, and that is surprising to a lot of people because a lot of people go from being hobbyists to starting their own business based on their hobby. And, you know, they start selling to their friends and stuff like that. That was never the case with us. We um, kind of happened upon this because we stopped wanting to live in the city. And um, then we happened upon a bar of handmade soap. And I was like, I just paid seven fifty for a three-ounce bar of soap. This has got to be some <laughs> margins here. Like, and so I sat down in soap one day on my you know, counter. And, and I looked. I was like, there's seven ingredients in this soap. I cannot believe that. I, I mean, this, this has got to be a business. Like... Okay, so I started looking into it, and and it turns out the um, ingredients and the you know marketing and the the kind of distribution that is available to handmade soap, the startup costs. Um, a lot of industries have a lot of really high startup costs and personnel needed, and uh, you know environmental stuff, cosmetic regulations, stuff like that, um, FDA requirements. This was very very easy to start. So yeah, that's what that's kind of why we went into soap. Gosh, it's so cool! And if you guys, if you guys want to go check it out, it's out, uh, outlawsoap.com, correct? Yes, that's right. Uh, Outlaw soaps, plural. Although outlawsoap.com does redirect. Just so you know, what exciting adventures happening on our end? We live in a rural area. Part of the thing that we've done is move to an area that is uh, is pretty rural. And the PG&E guys are here to literally cut down a tree that's next to our house. Because oh it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's uh, compromising an electrical wire. So <laughs> if the power goes out, if like you hear a big tree crash on the house, then this will be YouTube famous. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm liking it already for people who are listening. Uh, this is real and the podcast is not working for us and trees might fall. So enjoy the podcast. What I was going to say. High stakes podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the title, guys. High Stake Podcast. It, it, this is real. Um, <laughs> but what I was going to say was, don't don't go look at the podcast or don't go look at the website right now. Listen to the podcast first. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So your guys' whole thing, I mean, you just talked about it. Being kind of out in the wilderness. I mean, helping Oprah. You're probably in LA area, I'm guessing. And We were. We okay. Moved. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now you are, where are you guys located at? We're in lovely Colfax, California, which is in gold country. Um, it's in kind of Northern California outside of Reno between Reno and Sacramento. Very cool. I'm actually in Redding, California, which is. This, oh, awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Very cool. So small world. Um, yeah. Th- so, I mean, obviously for those listeners who think Col- or <laughs> Colorado that think California is like all beaches. It's not. And you know, it's, it's, there's a ton of mountains and, and beautiful landscape. That's my plug for California. Anyway, you guys are now living kind of more rugged and, and out there. Where did the idea for outlaw soaps come from? Well, my husband, uh, Russ actually is, um, the naming genius behind our whole business. I mean, all the good names from, um, from Blazing Saddles to, in fact, the name of our company was based on Russ. Uh, he just kind of kind of came to him, as as a lot of these names do. Um, he kind of percolates on it a while, and he one day came up to me and said, "Outlaw Soaps," and I was like, "That's that's exactly correct." So yeah, we're we're living in the, you know in in kind of old West Town. We're on the original uh, transcontinental. Um, we're on the Southern Pacific Railroad line. Um, you can literally get off in Colfax, California from the Amtrak and walk across the street. And that's where our shop is. Like we just moved. Yeah. We just opened a shop. Well, kind of we're opening on May, March 12th. So. So cool. So yeah. you guys have your own shop kind of tell the story. I mean, opening a shop is a big deal. Tell the story of how you guys got there. Well, um, like I said, we started in Cal in Los Angeles and then we, um, through some kind of very odd coincidences, um, were forced to move to Oakland because um, my husband was managing a property. He had a, a really awesome loft in Oakland that he had sublet out. His friend no longer could sublet it. So we were like, well, we either lose his awesome Bay Area apartment or we quit my job at Oprah and put everything into this small business that we've started and just go for it. And obviously we just went for it. So we like, I quit my six figure a year job and we went up with one contract. Like we had a contract through fab.com and they were our first ever wholesale order. And we had just an open purchase order and a whole field of dreams, you know, (laughs) that was it. And so we moved to Oakland. uh, I don't know, you know, about Bay area real estate. So yeah, um, a, a free place in Oakland, um, because he was managing the building, um, is very hard to come by in Oakland. So we knew if we didn't keep it, we would lose it. So free rents for a opening, you know, just a starting business is something that is golden. Um, right. I mean, so here we are living in like the worst neighborhood in Oakland and, you know, our brand is very rustic, very, outdoorsy, very, you know, authentic And we're living in the real wild west with real people shooting. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, 
And I'd go outside and there'd be like new bullet holes in the building. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is not at all our brand. So, you know, we had to kind of uh, like not exactly fake it, but just kind of work our world around the fact that we were living in this really, really hard part of town. And then uh, last year we moved out to Antioch, which is a little more further away from civilization, you know, and then just a month ago we moved out to Colfax, which is ultimately where we really wanted to be. Like when we started this in Los Angeles, we like kind of, you know, made our way up the coast and out to Colfax, which is terrific. So that's kind of how we got here. We haven't opened the shop yet. It op- it's uh, the grand soaping, as we call it. Oh, yeah. um, right. <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so the grand opening is uh, on March 12th. I can't take credit for that one. That was my best friend. Um, I like it, though. (laughs) Thanks. And uh, and why we decided to open a shop um, is largely because um, it seemed like it would be a good idea to have a place that people could kind of come see our process. And we needed a climate-controlled place doing things, you know, uh, soap making is chemistry and at its very basic, it's kind of like, it's like the legal version of breaking bad. Um, <laughs> we call it breaking bath. Actually, I'll send you a graphic. That we have. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so, you know, we, it's chemistry. And so it requires constant, uh, consistent humidity and temperature and, um, it, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a touchy thing. And so if you screw up a batch, you know, in, in Antioch, we did it out of a garage. Some days it was 30 degrees. Some days it was 114 degrees. And this caused a huge, you know, we lost batches of soap because of this difference and stuff like that. So we decided that the next place we moved had to have, you know, just for our own personal protection, had to have uh, consistent temperature and humidity. So that's kind of why we found a place that had that. And then we, then it happened to have a shop opened that, you know, that was available next to it. So we were like, well, let's, let's open a retail shop. That would be fun. So yeah, it's been really kind of like the follow the fun. That's so cool. I love it. <laughs> now I have one question for the people who are listening. Uh, Danielle has blue hair and I'm a little concerned. Does your soap make blue hair? <laughs> We would have an entirely different market if that was the case. I mean, <laughs> I I think people people who have tried to dye their hair blue know that it's not it's not the easiest process. So, um, and I'm lucky because I'm a natural blue hair. Um, but <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That'd be impressive. But yeah, our hair. No, no. In fact, uh, we appeal to mostly like uh, rugged individuals, natural people, people with. Uh, facial hair and natural hair colors and you know uh, basically I mean I think that just basically my hair color has always been blue it just was I've revealed it to be blue you know before it was black so yeah (laughs) I love it I love it it's so fun I mean I I just love the whole (laughs) idea I love I love that you guys went for it. You know one of the things I love about hearing stories and I know our audience does too is is people who who said okay like I'm going for it and I'm going yeah. for what I enjoy. I love what you just said. I'm following the fun. And yeah. that's that's something that so many people forget to do. And and it makes me so sad because 
I, I mean, it does, it takes faith. It takes, it takes a step. You've really got to step out. And I mean, I love podcasting and it's something that I'm following the fun in that. And, and that's why I bring people like you on because I see that, oh man, there's some fun content here. Let's go for it. And <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, one of the things I wanted to ask you was for, I mean, you're hand making this stuff and there's a group of people. There's an, I know there's audience, audience members who are listening right now who, know how to make something handmade, but haven't taken that leap, what would mm-hmm. you say to them? You know, um, first of all, it's a business. So if you want to make a business out of this, know that it's a business. It's not a hobby. Once you start selling things, um, you have to make every decision a business decision, not an emotional decision. And I think a lot of people look at their handmade product and think, oh, I could maybe sell this for a couple dollars. That's not the right approach. Don't think of what you can sell it for. Think of managing your margins. Think of it as a business. Like think of it as I have to cover my costs, multiply that by two so that you can sell it, you know, uh, wholesale, you know, like that's the basic sales for it. And then you have to multiply that again. So it's basically four times the cost plus your overhead plus, you know, packaging and all that stuff and all your labor. Like, don't approach it as what could I sell this for? Approach it as what is the right business decision for how to price this? I, I, I think that you nailed that right there because <laughs> it, it really is, you know, the, the handmade market. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough business to hop into if you're wanting to make a living off of. Yeah. Well, and people also, the hand, makers always devalue their stuff because uh-huh. they think I can make this so somebody else could. So why wouldn't they make it themselves? No, that's not actually true. People don't have the resources. People are creative in different ways. Some people are writers. I'm a writer. I don't, I actually don't make the soap. Russ makes all the soap because my attention to detail is just not soap making attention to detail. I mean, you have to get within a tenth of an ounce and I don't have time for that detail. You know, like, <laughs> um, and so some people can make stuff and some people can't. And so to think, oh, my, the, you know, I like making this, so I shouldn't charge as much for it. Or, you know, I made it so somebody else can make it. No, just because you made it means that only you can make that thing. So you know, don't, don't look at it as like, what would people pay for this? Or what can I, you know, I like making this, so I shouldn't charge as much, charge as much as it requires, you know, like to cover your costs. That's so cool. One of the things that, I mean, you're talking and it's kind of hitting me because, uh, just a little insight empire. I'm going to let you in on into one of my favorite product niches and that's, uh, that's estate pipes. They are like, you know, I, I try to stay in the fifties range, but like the, uh, 1950s, tobacco pipes. And oh, cool. Sell, totally. They sell for, for really cheap on eBay. And then I go in and I have a skill set to restore them. And I, it's totally hitting me because I'm like, oh man, I know that I could go for the $60 range, but I, I price mine at 35 Mm-hmm. And I know that people would buy these pipes at a $60 range because of what I'm doing and what I'm putting into them. And by the way, if people want to hop in on this niche, it's, it isn't <laughs> easy, but there is money to be made on it. And, and it is a fun one to do if you know what you're doing. Um, but I, I, it's, it's speaking to me because I, 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 I know that I could price it higher, but I think about the person buying it and, and I, I get emotional about that. And mm-hmm. I think that it's really good that you know, run it like a business, not like a hobby. That's so mm-hmm. good, man. Oh, I, well, I'm glad that that was useful to you. And also, I mean, 
seriously, people will pay for what they want. And what I said, you know, like I was standing in Whole Foods once watching people buy products and I had the realization that as long as people are checking their brand new iPhones for their bank account, even if they're broke ass people, if you can check on a $700 phone, how much money you have, you want what you want and you will pay for it. Like you will invest the money to get a a nice phone if that's what's important to you. If you want really nice pipes, you will invest the money in a nice pipe. You will make the money to afford that, that interest of yours. So making sure that, I mean, I think, you know, you could charge whatever you feel is like the right price for it. I mean, cover your time, cover your costs. Absolutely. And I don't have an interest in restoring pipes. I mean, that is something that I would have to really develop an interest in and, and it just isn't there. So you have your exact perfect niche market, which is, you know, restoring these things and you got to, you know, absolutely find your market, like talk to those people and they'll pay what they, they'll pay what they want to for it. They, there is a market. Yeah, I think one of the things I'm a part of all these forums and and groups and people are always they're handmade pipes. It's it's a dime a dozen, like, and they sell for fantastic money. And and there's only a tiny community actually restoring these pipes. And so mm-hmm. I've been afraid to post it because number one, it, I don't want people coming in on my niche. I'm not mm-hmm. afraid of that anymore. Like that's not a fear of me for me anymore because I know what I'm doing and I know how to do it well. Um, but but at the same time, like. I haven't joined more forums and I haven't been more a part of those discussions where ultimately you're exactly right. Those people are the customers who are willing to buy the, you know, $700 iPhone. If we're going to use that example, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, I need to be better about going to my niche. And, and for those of you selling private label products, I, I know that a lot of our listeners do be a part of the niche, actually own your brand. We've been talking about brand ownership. We've been talking about marketing. We've been talking about all of that. One of the things I haven't touched on is being a part of forums and, mm-hmm. and exactly what you're doing. You actually moved so that <laughs> your, your brand fit your lifestyle. And that to me, mm-hmm. I so appreciate that. And, and, and so respect that you you moved and and shifted everything so that you were more comfortable i mean you opened up a shop that's so <laughs> cool like that's so exciting and and blessings on that cuz that is that's a fun venture but you know it's just like i love what you're saying of of run it as a business and and I know we just had somebody on talking about books. She hand makes cool lamps and 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 pot holders and stuff out of old books on and she sells them on Etsy. For those of you who are inspired by that, be inspired by by outlaw soaps. Cause this is another thing that like I love that you just took this idea and ran with it. I, I just it's so cool. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's first of all, it's a 360 thing. We were basically the people who we are today when we lived in Los Angeles and started this thing. I mean, you could say the chicken was first. You could say the egg was first. You know, like we found this place because we love this kind of thing. And we did when we were in L.A. And when we were living in a warehouse, I mean, it's just is really, um, you know, and, and, and we talked about having fun and following the fun. Um, I have long described my career as like a puppy running through a field. You find something interesting, you roll in it. It's not interesting anymore. You move on. There's so many things to roll in. There's so many things to have fun with. And, uh, and I think being involved in the community, 
the best part about being part of the, you know, knowing your brand, knowing your market and everything is being able to be friends with the people who are your customers. And if you find the right niche, if you find the right market, you will surround yourself with customers who actually are really awesome people. Like, as you can well imagine, you've read our website, you've read our blog and everything like that. Our customers are so freaking awesome. I mean, they are funny. They're outdoorsy. They drink a ton. They post really sarcastic stuff. I mean, they are like hysterical, awesome people. I'm Facebook friends with a bunch of our customers now because, and we even have a freaking online group that is dedicated to people who are kind of the stakeholders of our business. It's called the Outlaw Labs. And we run, you know, here's our new mug design. Here's our new packaging design. What do you guys think about this? And the people on that forum are so awesome. They're so funny. They're so charming. And so if you figure out who you want to surround yourself with and you build a market around those customers, then you will always enjoy your customers. I mean, our customers are forgiving of us screwing things up we are so you know it's just us so we screw things up like not all the time you know we would not have a business but (laughs) but we screw a lot of shit up I mean pardon me we screw a lot of things up and (laughs) and and our customers forgive us because that's the kind of people we've surrounded ourselves with you know and that is the wonderful thing about finding a niche market is you can figure out who you want to surround you I mean it's like a marriage really you like to decide who you want to be married to. And that's that's your market, you know. Thank you so much. I feel inspired. I feel like I have practical tools even for the things that I've been working on and, and for the stuff that I'm excited about because... I I just like I just ordered a bunch of pipes and I just started restoring them again and I, I feel like I have kind of a more realistic expectation of I actually need to price them appropriately and I need to do things not necessarily just for my customers but also for me and my business. So mm-hmm. thank you. I feel like I have some good takeaways from this and Empire Please go check out Outlaw Soaps. If you guys are ever in California, go check out their shop. Uh, go support them. Um, and, and thank you again for coming on and all that you've brought to the table. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to be um, able to share you know, the enthusiasm of being an entrepreneur because that is really what it's about. It's just about, I mean, I think entrepreneurs are a really different sort of people. And, and you know, I mean, you're an entrepreneur and it's just like, we have to be a little insane. We have to be a little optimistic. And, and I, I think that that's really great. So I'm glad that you're on that journey too. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And cool. Empire, again, go check out atlassoaps.com. I'm so happy that you guys joined us today. And if you want to know more about us and anything we're doing, you can go to our uh, our website at theonlineempireacademy.com. You can also go to YouTube at the same address, The Online Empire Academy. And Facebook, same thing. iTunes, same thing. Stitcher Radio, Podbay, all the above, guys. And, <laughs> and again, thank you for coming and, and, uh, and just joining us on this journey. Until next time, Empire, have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to the Online Empire Academy podcast. If you want real, actionable, and proven entrepreneur ideas that you can use right now, join us for free at theonlineempireacademy.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, help us make more by rating us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'll see you next time.